Okay, I am here with uh, Paul Rivera today from... From Electromechanica. Which is a division of... No, no, it's the other way around. Electromechanica is the main company, and, and uh, you know we also have the brands Intermechanica, which you probably are familiar with as well. But we're here today to talk about a new vehicle that we're going to put on the road called the Solo, which is a purpose-built, single-occupant electric vehicle that's exciting and trend-setting. Paul, expand on that a little bit, if you would, please. Okay, this, this, this vehicle, Dave, is meant to revolutionize the commuting, the fleet and delivery, commercial space, as well as the ride share space. If you think about the world today, especially in the commuting world, 76% of the population like to drive to work in their own vehicles, and they're leaving three to four empty seats every time. They're using an oversized, way underutilized powertrain, right? So what we've created is a new vehicle that we've been working on since 2014. It is a three-wheeled vehicle, right? Single occupant, really fun to drive, trend-setting, very stylish and unique looking. It gets a 100-mile range, so more than adequate for the daily commute. And your charge time is? The charge time, if you're charging on 110 volts, is around six to seven hours. And if you're charging on a 230 volt, uh, you're, you're looking at somewhere around three hours. So that's fairly fast. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good, it's a very, very quick charging time. Uh, it enables you to charge while you're at the office, right? It's a 17.3 kilowatt hour pack. Interesting, the vehicle's 144 volts. So it's not the typical high voltage that you think of in these, these EVs that are out there today. But when you get into this vehicle, Dave, it has all of the same feelings of a common passenger car. You still sit and you have a restraint system and you still have the ability to connect your Bluetooth device and you still have the ability to play your music. But it gives you the independence and it's an exciting drive because you're surrounded by a cockpit, you drive in the middle of the lane and it's kind of like driving a cool sports car. Now, Paul, I remember driving one of the original cars. That was a prototype. There's something newer that you've got right now. Yeah, so we're just about ready now to put the vehicle on the road into the hands of commuters, okay? And uh, we're looking at doing that sometime around the middle of 2020. I'm proud to tell you that yesterday we announced that we're opening up our Century, Century City, Century City uh, store at Black Friday, right after Thanksgiving, and uh, customers will be able to come in, look at the vehicles there, and uh, also take test drives of the vehicles, learn about them. But the vehicle that we're putting on the road in the middle of 2020 is our Generation 3 Solo, and that vehicle has a liquid-cooled traction drive. It has uh, upgraded um, stance. It's a little bit wider stance in the front to give it some more uh, masculinity and some more stability as well. It's got an upgraded Bluetooth connectivity system in it. It's got better better seat, upgraded seat in it as well, and uh, just a really fun experience. And we're we're just so excited to be at the point where we're where we're putting it into production. We have we have been testing. People may not know this, but we've been testing 50 pilot production vehicles for the last about about the last eight months now that it came off of our assembly line in China. So our assembly line in China is tooled, it's up, it's running, the workers are trained, the work instructions are written, we are ready to go. So Paul, who do you envision, who's your market share on this? Whom do you think you will capture and present your vehicles to um, that will embrace them open, openly? Well, I, I think that there's a couple different markets. I think, of course, people who are, who are maybe millennials who are living outside the city that want a vehicle that would be great for commuting. We also see a, a, a very, very big possibility that 
the group between 18 and 22 years old, they like like tuner cars and like fun little cars like that. It's a great vehicle if you think about it. If you're a parent and you're trying to buy a vehicle for your your uh, your son or your daughter, you don't have to worry about having three other teenagers in the car and the distractions of having three other teenagers in the car too. So if it's that purpose beautifully, you know that the range is limited, so they can't go too far out of control, right? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> right, but. Um, but what's also happened, and, and of course we also see certain communities, the different kinds of communities where people um, who, who want to be young at heart and who are free and independent and want the flexibility of being able to drive to work but they don't feel like they need to have, or, or to do their errands and they don't feel like they need to carry around a larger vehicle. That could be very interesting. And but maybe I'm, like a senior citizen too. Even, even, even senior citizens, closed campuses as well. But I'll tell you what, what also has happened, Dave. Originally, the car was meant for commuters, right? More recently, we've had a lot of interest from fleets, delivery services, commercial applications, right? Because you can picture very easily that this vehicle, which is meant for one person, is, is perfect for companies like Uber Eats, when somebody's trying to deliver Uber Eats or like Domino's Pizza, or for example, any type of uh, trade industry, like a plumber or technician, where they only need to carry their toolboxes in the back or even like mobile doctors, for example. And the final place where we see a real play for it is in, is in uh, shared mobility, because you could picture very easily that companies like Zipcar would be perfect place to, to have these vehicles. You don't need to have three to four empty seats if you're just one person. And you need to perfect, perfect. Yeah, so it's a real exciting time for us. We're just on the verge of putting it out on the road, and, and we're just going through the final dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's. I'm telling you, Dave, we have to make sure we get it right. We have to have the right, we have the right vehicle. It's uncomparable, we have the right vehicle right now. And we have an uncomparable vehicle, but we, we wanna also make sure that the customer experience is right. So from the time that they walk through the kiosk and drive it and order it to time they receive it and all of the after market and the sales side of it, service side, it's gotta be right. And that's what we're aiming for. So this is all about execution right now. Now, you have some other things, electric, maybe coming down the road as well. Can you tell me a little bit, share with me some of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, we've always aspired. For first, it's important to say that we'll evolve the solo. We, we have a future generation solo in mind, and we're going to evolve it. But we have always aspired to put a, a passenger car on the road, a two-person sports car, right? Um, You're talking my language. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a, it's a deep desire of ours to put, essentially, if you could imagine, almost like a stripped-down Carmen Ghia two-person electrified sports car. Love it. That gives you the thrill of, of the drive, you know. And in the meantime, we still... We still, as you may know, we still put the Intermechanica Roadster on the road, and that's just it's just electrified now. So it's a beautiful blend of this new modern technology into a into a classic beauty, right? And, and that's the Porsche 356, right? It, it used to be the 356 replicas, and today it's the Intermechanica Roadster, but same same body style, yes. And just a fun car to drive to. It's a halo car for us. But you've also got something coming out, and I heard. Um, somewhere about the, is it called the Trofino? The, the Trofino is the two-passenger vehicle that we have the desire to put on the road, the, the electrified, the, basically that stripped-down electrified Carmen Ghia. That is the Tofino. That, that's our, that's the next one for us. Once we get a few, once we've proven ourselves on Solo, once we've executed and built credibility with Solo, that will be what we pursue next. 
Now, it sounds a little bit too, obviously, you're going to pursue a global market. This isn't obviously just for the United States. You're going to be all over the world, China with its huge market. Some of the European streets that you and I have both driven on are very, very small. How do you see this playing for the Chinese audience, the Chinese market? Yeah, well, not just China. You mentioned globe, global, right? We have global interest in the vehicle as it is today, right? Let's talk about Solo. We have global interest in the Solo today, right? And uh, you can imagine that there's some European cities that are even further ahead on their electrified agendas and their green agendas than we are here in the United States. London, Paris. London, Paris, but also places like Stockholm, Gothenburg, Amsterdam, Oslo, all of those cities. They've been playing in this in this. Uh, space for even much longer than we have, right? And there, parking's at a premium. There's congestion taxes if you bring in internal combustion engines to the cities and things like that. So there's a lot of reasons why those cities make sense. We've already gone through preliminary evaluation of the homologation requirements to get the vehicle into Southeast Asia and Europe. So we're already working down that path. Um, as we evolve the vehicle, that'll become even easier for us. When you mentioned the Chinese partner, our Chinese partner, Zhangshen Industries, who is who's our, uh, also where we have our manufacturing facility, they, they have the, um, the rights to the Chinese market, and they will handle the distribution in China. So, Paul, five years from now, do you see solos on every corner? Do you see them in front of Starbucks? Do you see them all over the world? Are you, are you cornering the market? Uh, we we are we're we're not we're we're cornering the market we're, we're creating we're going to create and define and own a new space that sits between micro mobility and passenger car you will see that if somebody told you 5 years ago that you would see all of these electric scooters and electric bikes on the road, would you have ever thought that that was going to be where the world is today 5 no. years from now you're going to see the very thing, same thing with solo Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about not the future, but the now. The now. Appreciate it too, Dave. Thanks for having me. Appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. No, thank you. So